Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the PHNX Rising Show, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. I'm Ramon Chavez, joined alongside by Max Simpson. We got Owen Evans here and a very, a very special guest in the house, Luis Manuel Seijas. Thank you so much for joining us today, Luis. No, guys, a pleasure to be here. I was kind of jealous because... I always look that you invite people and you never invite me. And I was Ooh. like, am I doing something wrong or what? <laughs> but no, that's good. It's good. It's good that you wait till I retire to invite me. <laughs> I mean, this is why we toast. We're here at Four Peaks. We want to get you a beer. You know what? Let, let, let's just let's cheers. Just, let's so, just cheers. Let's go. Go. Let's that's go. it. Let's that's go. it. Now I don't have any problem with drinking in public. <laughs> wow. I'm happy you here, Luis, at Four Peaks in Tempe. Shout out everybody that was able to make it today home or wherever you're at thank you so much make sure to let us know in the chat if you have any questions for Luis here uh we do want to uh you know make sure to include you as well but let's go ahead and get started Luis you know a lot of people know you for your playing career but they may not know a lot about your your upbringing your background you know we talked with uh Juan Guerra last week and he told us you know in, in Venezuela sometimes it's you're supposed to kind of move to baseball first and not even soccer. And, you know, what, what happened there? You know, he, he told us that he felt more gravitated towards soccer. Is that how you felt as well growing up? Yeah, I think my, my dad, being a Peruvian, of course, he, he, he pushed push us, push us, my brother and me, to soccer mm -hmm. all the way. Of course, I played baseball. It's a must in Venezuela. I know the positions. I know the rules. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a must in Venezuela, and I do enjoy it. Uh, but, yeah, I was a more active kid. So, for me, I prefer the whistle and never stop playing. So, yeah, that's, that's why. That's why my, my father is a Peruvian, and not only a Peruvian, a, a, a love of the game mm -hmm. as well. So, he, he just uh, put that on the table for us. What position did you play in baseball? Shortstop. Okay. Were you any good? I think I was. <laughs> I think I was. Uh, but there was this time in my life where my mom pushed me to play tennis or golf. Oh, wow. So it was either those. So for me to play soccer, I need to play one of the other. Mm -hmm. uh, and I did play tennis for a while. Uh, I, I think I was pretty good at it. But my love for soccer was too much. So it was one time, I don't know, 13, 14. I just throw the rackets on the floor and said, I'm done with this. Wow. Soccer is my thing. And that was it. 
So in another timeline, we could have seen you against like Federer. Or <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that that <laughs> level, but but I, you you I think your education give you some kind of uh, work ethic, mm -hmm. compromise, always being there, work hard. And if I wasn't a soccer player and I w did went to the tennis path. Mm -hmm those work ethics will stay the same and maybe I could have gone far. Yeah. I mean, I'm curious because you're you know, talking a bit about playing multiple sports, trying to figure out which one you kind of gravitated towards. What was it first like when you first started getting into football? And I mean, did you feel like you had a knack for it right away? What was that whole process like where you're coming up through the ranks and it's like, oh, like people are actually getting <laughs> attention to me, people getting eyeballs on me. Like, what does that feel like, especially at that age? Yeah, I, I could I could feel that I was good at it <laughs> since since the beginning, yeah. uh, especially in my in my town, uh, where I struggled the most where where when when I was uh, when I had my first call into a national team and it was like a national level, you know you 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 are not on your city anymore and and there's the best of the countries, and that's when I hesitate a little bit. And I was like, okay, maybe I'm not that good. Maybe I need something. Maybe I have to do more. Uh, but since the beginning, I, I, I felt like this, this, was my, this was my calling, you know? I, I, I knew it right away. And Juan told us that you met him in the national team for the first time, the youth national teams. What was he like back then as a kid? Uh, <laughs> he was a very tough six. Uh... Uh, not very good. No, no. He was, <laughs> he, he was really good. He was a very uh, physical six, uh, but he was very technical with the ball. Uh, I knew him uh, when we were in the national team. Right from there, we clicked because uh, we have the same values. We, we share the same vision of a lot of things, not only soccer-wise, Uh, and, and at the end, he, he spent more time with my brother. He played a lot with my brother. My brother used to play professional in Venezuela. Uh, but we stayed in contact every, every once in a while. We talk. And in the national team, he, he came in a lot of games, a lot of uh, World Cup qualifiers. And we, our relationship grew from, from that, you know. Yeah, no, that's amazing Absolutely. that you can have that relationship so young, especially in, in the national team ranks when, like you're saying, you're meeting people from all over the place. And so once you make that bond and you're both moving up the ranks, I think, it, you know, it kind of gives you a little bit of an extra push as well uh, when, when you're there. And, and uh, Luis, so, you know, enormously talented at a young age. You caught the eye of, of some people. You know, can you tell us about moving overseas to play soccer? Like how... how big of a change was that from going from Venezuela to literally, you know, across the pond, across the world and, and playing in a new league? Yeah, I mean, it, it was like a progressive phase for me. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I had a great life in my town, in my city. My family wasn't rich, but I have everything. I had everything. So for me, the first step was, was going out from that bubble of having everything there and I moved to another city first mm -hmm. live by myself start uh, riding bus 
riding subway, things that I wasn't used to do it. Yeah, I was wow. 16. Wow. I was wow. just get out of. I was. Uh, f f I finished high school and moved uh, to another city, but that helps me a lot. That helped me a lot to 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 re really appreciate what I, what I have and what my family have done to that moment, but also appreciate that that you have to work hard to get things. Uh, after that, I moved to Argentina mm. two years later, one year and a half later. And that was another another phase. You mm -hmm. know, it wasn't another city where I can just call my mom and my mom maybe help me with something. It was like literally yeah. thousands of miles away in a, in a country that w in, in all my career, the most competitiveness I felt in in soccer was in Argentina, Argentina because every kid is playing for saving their family for becoming the next in that time Messi now because Messi is younger than me but uh, becoming the next star uh, and that helped me a lot that helped me a lot to develop myself in the physical way and in the soccer way so uh, it was a very important phase in my career not only to shape my game but also to shape how how who who i was as a man as a person and, and wow. i i i'm really grateful for for every step of the way that's awesome i mean i'm curious do you off the pitch what was your favorite experience or maybe the most powerful because i know you're talking a lot about being in argentina and everything that shaped you but was it how scary was it being overseas? Do you think that was the thing that really kind of helped to elevate your game or shape who you are now? Like, what was the most powerful experience you had when you were overseas? Well, the most powerful powerful thing was uh, I, I was so focused focused on 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 my game that I didn't care the, where I was. I mean, I remember, and it was it was really funny. The the club from Argentina put me an apartment mm -hmm. a studio yeah. it was awful it was literally awful it was like the size of this table it was kitchen slash bathroom slash oh everything yeah. and and i remember my mom was worried about me like hey how are you how's the apartment and i was like it's perfect it's awesome <laughs> i don't you care you don't want to worry them yeah. I, exactly course, i didn't want to worry and I didn't want to worry myself. So I was just concentrated on, I'm here, I have to do it, and that's it. And, and I remember that when I signed my contract in Colombia, which was like my first big contract, mm -hmm. uh, I had already a, a national team status player. I, I came with another uh, like background. The first thing I, I, I did was rent a really nice apartment really nice bathroom and <laughs> yeah. i sent the pictures to my mom it was so funny <laughs> oh man i don't think people realize that that when you're a professional footballer even even when you're at a, at a team you know mm -hmm. you're still maybe not making enough at that point to kind of supplement uh you know all your needs so it, it's it's incredible you know what you had to go through and a lot of a lot of young footballers have to go well, through and i was also going to say i mean you you watch some of these documentaries where they pour so much into the uh, the player liaison specialist at these you know massive clubs like in England, the Premier League, where it's like their sole job is to acclimate players because because it's such a mental focus. But that's at where the you know where 
gosh, people, the clubs that are really funded. I can imagine, was it not quite that um, that type of glamorous? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's they show ten percent of of the mm. the footballers in the world who have that yeah that um, that kind of you know glamorous and yeah. and the teams are like that. I, I remember. I I thought when, when the whole, whole, the COVID thing just broke down and we have to do the quarantine uh, and this uh, news always like yeah Messi uh, it's like giving away his fifty percent of the contract yeah. and Cristiano and I and, and I love that yeah. and and people in Colombia were saying the same to us and I was like listen. <laughs> There's no near <laughs> my country near oh, of yeah. those guys. So I love the, what they're doing, but you cannot put all the yeah. contracts at the same level as mm -hmm. some of the guys who, who are at the top you know, of the world. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's hard. People always get that from the news, from, right. because if that's what it sells. Yeah. But it's not the reality yep. for everybody. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, you see Mbappe with like $250 yeah. million. Dollars, and they're like, oh, everybody makes yeah. that. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. You can have my 50%. Of course, you still <laughs> yeah. have one not, 25. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, we touched on it a bit earlier. Let's talk a little bit about you with the national team. We spoke to Juan last week about he making his debut. Can you tell us a bit about what your debut was like? It was awful. It was a 4-0 against Uruguay. <laughs> it was yeah. awful. Not quite the same positive spin. <laughs> <No. then. laughs> but I was really young. I, I, it was 2006, I think. Uh, so for me, the result was just something there. The experience was amazing. Just being there with a lot of the players I've you know, looked up through my whole life uh, and, and, and being a part of that was just uh, an experience that I've never forget. National team for me, thankfully, it's always been a part of my career. You know, there, there's players, and Juan can t tell you this, that you go, but maybe not all the time, and in different phases of your career. For me, I, I had the, 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 the pretty uh, amazing uh, opportunity to always be in every phase of my career, being inside of that. and, and that uh, I'm, I'm very grateful for that but I've the experience of the first time you will never forget they shaved my head <laughs> in South America yeah. I think in Mexico they still do that when here now you're the rookie when they, mm. when you are the yeah. first timer mm. you always they shave your but the thing is that it was so close to my first time in Argentina that I have already my my head shave off <laughs> and the, the guys in Venezuela they shave my my eyebrow so Ooh. I look oh, oh my god. god if you see pictures <laughs> I think I've I've tried to search on Google yeah. it, it, at the, by that time you don't have a lot of that so thankfully it's not on the website <laughs> but I, I look awful oh man that's that's <laughs> insane uh man when we look at your resume Luis insane you know when I'm I'm doing research for today's interview you know, team after team, accolade after accolade. It, it, you have an amazing career, and you've gotten a chance to, to play Copa Americas, you know, Conmebol qualifying. You know, how, how tough is, is the Conmebol region, you know, having to play against Argentina and Brazil? And I was having this conversation with Owen earlier today is that I feel it's the toughest region in the entire yeah. world when it comes to qualifying. 
What what do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> let me let me see what uh, Owen feels. So I can. I, I was brought up on European football where it's one team qualifies out the group. So. <laughs> okay, okay, but you you feel yeah. that European qualifiers are tougher. Oh, it's one team out of six, though. That's the thing out of a group. One team out of six to qualify. He's not going to say, but, but he how, said it's How tougher. many qualifies? Ten? Uh, Thirteen out of 55 yep. teams. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. But for me, I, I've, I've been close to Europe. And, and for me, the Commonwealth is different because you don't have group. So it's a round robin. Mm -hmm. Away and home. You have in your same group, Argentina, Brazil, Uruguay. You have their world champions, like a lot of world champions mm -hmm. there. Then you have Colombia, you have Chile, you have uh, Paraguay, who, who, who are, and I'm talking about a Venezuelan perspective, mm -hmm. of course. You have countries that are way up there in the football culture, trophies, everything. Mm -hmm. So for Venezuela, it's too hard. It's, it's, it is really hard. Uh, then you have the climate uh, thing that you, uh, you have to go to Barranquilla in Colombia, 110 degrees. And yeah. three days later, you have to go to La Paz. So it's like 10,000 uh, feet <laughs> above sea level, freezing. The ball runs like hell. <laughs> So yeah, there's a lot of things that yeah. you can, you don't, you don't feel in mm -hmm. Europe that South America is just, yeah, it, it is, it is really hard. Yeah, it's tough. And I see, I mean, in, in CONCACAF with Mexico, that's my experience. You know, you have teams like the USA, they have to go play in El Salvador, Honduras, these environments that they're not used to where the ball is muddy and you're going to have exactly. to get dirty. Exactly. And that's how it is in Comrebol, which is incredible to get out of, to make the World Cup. And that's why I was telling Owen, I was like, I feel like it's the toughest one, man. There's no, there's no comparison. Yeah, I think so. If, if they change the format, maybe we can have a, another discussion. But until, it's got, until now, it's round robin. So you have to go to Argentina, go to Brazil, and you have to end up in the first, right now, five. So it's hard. Yeah. What, what does Venezuela need to, to jump, make that jump, you know, to get into those top fives that, and, and compete? I think, uh, well... The last five years, uh, our situation as a country was really hard, mm -hmm. and that immediately reflects to sports. Mm -hmm. And you can you can you can tell it not only in soccer, baseball is not the same as it used to be. Yeah. Uh, the pro league of basketball the same. So we kind of the last five years got stuck a little bit, um, but we need consistent mm -hmm. consistent. There's an element of soccer culture. Mm -hmm. uh, our federation is the newest mm -hmm. in South America, and that uh, give you like like a like a gap of 50 years to compete to other federations. Mm -hmm. And that I know fans is hard to understand, but that matters. Yeah. Uh, and we need to lower a little bit expectations. Mm -hmm. Like I remember we we won. The qualifiers for through, for Germany, mm -hmm. 2006. Mm -hmm. We won four games in a row. Never in the history had happened. We won. The next qualifier, we have to make it to the World Cup. Mm. It's not like that. A lot that. of pressure, yeah. yeah. yeah and so then Copa America, you guys have gone out of the group stages, semifinals. It's the same, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. But in Copa America, I think we've been more consistent. Mm. 
but the fans need to understand that there's a process here yeah. and, and and soccer it's for me soccer is a sport of habits yeah. uh, you cannot expect to just have immediate results it's just naive mm -hmm. so yeah there's there's that especially in a in a type of competition where you're not getting the chemistry as much with your club teammates where exactly. it is so much of it Hey, I haven't seen you for a couple months. Yeah, let's, let's go play. play. Let's go play this crucial <laughs> exactly. game that decides, you know, whether we go to a major tournament or exactly. not. Yeah. Exactly. Totally. That's why the coach in the national teams most mostly is a motivator, someone who can handle groups and put together things that people that, that the players can feel comfortable. They cannot do much tactical. I mean, you don't have the days. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Thank you, Luis, for that. And, you know, I just want to, again, have another shout-out to everybody there that's in at Four Peaks. Look at that. <laughs> thank you for joining us, Tien. And thank you to Four Peaks for allowing us to do the show here, Four Peaks Brewery uh, here in Tempe. And uh, we got some more events coming up later this week with uh, with Four Peaks. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, first, want to shout-out Four Peaks. Thank you guys for hosting us um, every last Wednesday where all of our shows go live. This is the first time first we've time been live here. here. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Luis. Thank you, Luis. We're yeah. very, very psyched <laughs> to have you here live. Thank I you. told you guys, it's <laughs> ironic. <laughs> I've always been so careful in my career that doing this show behind this <laughs> kind of ironic. No, I hear it, man. Uh, thank you. Thank you for uh, those of us in attendance. Uh, I know you guys are appreciating the uh, $3, the first round that I bought everyone. So, uh, Cheers to Max. Thank yeah. you, Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. If anyone else, anyone else uh, who came late, uh, just go up to the bartender up front. Let them know Simpson, and we'll take care of First round, $3 kilt lifter and wowie pints only. I'm watching you guys. Um, but, yes, yes, we do have a couple events, and Four Peaks has a couple events coming up. So, first thing. Um, this Saturday, if you guys want some discounted beer, they actually hook you guys up with that. So first off, at their Wilson Street Tasting Room, which is like 10 minutes west of here, $15 for a 24-pack of their fall variety pack. Graphics on your screen right now. And the first 50 people that show up will receive a free Oktoberfest t-shirt. So that's a really cool thing they got going there. I mean, we've had, you know, it's their pumpkin porter, their double pumpkin porter. It's all delicious stuff. Um... I've yeah. actually got the double pumpkin. He does. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good. Yeah. No, but that's uh, that's what they got for the beer wise. And uh, producer Emma, are you ready? You got the stuff. You got the link. Okay. <laughs> I think we're ready with a little announcement with some events coming up because we were talking about international football and it is World Cup coming around. So I think it's a great time to announce <laughs> that we are going to be having every single USA and Mexico game Ooh. watch parties here at Four Peaks. Producer Emma, just going to drop the link in the chat. Um, but, yeah. Maybe I'll join. Yeah, let's go. Let's oh, go. Look at that. Okay. Let's go. Be here, so. <laughs> but, yeah, man, we got, we got a, you know, we're watching right here, 22-foot screens going to be propped up right behind me. $3 kill lifters. Wow, we the entire time. Every event, by the way, is free. So everyone wants to join. Hit that link. Get your tickets here. Everything is free. Every game is at noon. And the one game, the one, the first Mexico game that's at 9 a.m., we're going to be doing a little breakfast buffet Ooh. for those that are interested as well. So tickets to every single one. Hit that link. Super easy to sort through. Get them now. Get them while they're hot. World Cup is, what, less than a month away. We're like three 20, weeks. 25 days. That's yeah. insane. That is insane. <laughs> it's really There's a guy up. asking if I'm wearing a Padres hat. <laughs> I wasn't going to mention no, that. No, no, but let me I clarify. Okay. I'm a hat fan. You're a hat fan, yeah. and you chose the Padres. Yeah, it's not anything 
<laughs> We're gonna have so, to get him a PHNX yeah. hat. That's, oh, of course. That's what we need. <laughs> exactly. yeah. I'm sure Four Peaks got a hat, all that stuff. For sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then remember, guys, if you guys are enjoying Four Peaks, you must be 21 years or older. Make sure to enjoy it responsibly. All right. Speaking of 21, I hear you got ID'd on the way in, Louis. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You said earlier this season uh, that your metrics were looking like you were in your early 20s. Well, <laughs> clearly the door staff think Wait, the same. Wait, he got ID'd outside? Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Sort of got, but that's, my wife just hate that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like because it's, it's been for, it's been like that since I'm, I mean, I'm 36. Imagine how it looked like when I was 17 or 18 yeah. when I was just trying to get to clubs, it was impossible, <laughs> impossible. Did they think it was a fake ID? Yeah, whenever? <laughs> totally. And they on purpose said, oh, okay, no, to the, tonight is, we raise the age, it's 25. Oh, wow. Go. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but Luis, yeah, you know, continuing to talk with, with South America, you know, Santa Fe, you know, club legend, you were there, three stints in, in there, you know, what? What, what does that club mean to you? Obviously, it's a big, a huge part of your, your career as a footballer. What, what does that, that club mean to you? It's, it's, it's been my life, actually. Um, when I first signed, I, I never thought it was going to get to that point. Uh, usually, uh, when I, I discuss to my agent to go to Colombia, I, I, I have my doubts. Um, but... W- really we're, we were going to use that as a, as a as a jump to another league mm. but I was so in love with the culture of the club the history of the club when I, when I arrived the club has uh, had a like a dry spell of 37 like 30 years, years. Right? Yeah. it was the first big team it was the first professional champion of Colombia and they won six in in, a, in a, like 20 years uh, period mm-hmm. and then stop like it was insane and to see all the fans all the all the people just going season after season like renewing the faith and 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 fighting with the with the other team of the city making fun it's it's hard it was hard so i i fell in love with that and 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 every time i went out to play i i felt like i was playing for them I felt that I felt that pain, you know, and 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 that year we we arrived a, a, a group of people who who really fell in love with the club and put the club first, even though because we had offers, I had better offers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Omar the Argentina and the ten, who is like the biggest man in the history mm-hmm. of the club, had offers, and we decided to stay mm-hmm. because not only we love the club, we enjoy. The day-to-day basis, like I was talking about uh, about that in a Instagram live last week, that that's the thing that I am gonna miss the most: the day-to-day, mm-hmm. the locker room, being there, making jokes, talk about life, about whatever, you yeah. know. Uh, and we we create that, and after we create that, trophies yeah. start coming, yeah. and when we end the dry spell. And, and we won, we won, we played like, I, I think, 10 finals in 10 years. Yeah. It was insane. We, we lost a couple, but we, we ended up winning everything. We, in the domestical part, we won the league, the cup, the Super Cup. And then the dream of the president at that moment was, okay, we need to win an international cup. Yeah. That's, that's how you finish the circle. 
Uh, we went to the semifinal of Libertadores uh, 2013, then quarterfinal mm. 2015, and then that same year we ended up winning the Copa Sudamericana, which is the biggest title in the history of the yeah. club. So for that group, mm -hmm. it was... And I finish. believe that your team was the first one in Colombia, right? To yeah. ever do that. Yeah, That's Nacional, insane. Nacional, they lost the final, mm -hmm. and then we we ended up winning for the first. Tell us about time. that competition, you know, because we hear about Libertadores, we hear about Sudamericana, but for you to win that trophy and bring that to Colombia, it's it must be an insane feeling, you know. And it's it's not an easy competition. You're no. playing against teams from Uruguay, you're, yeah, you know, Argentina, Argentina yeah, everywhere, yeah. everywhere, everywhere. It's it's a tough. It was a tough tournament because at that moment you didn't play uh, group stage, so it was knockout rounds mm. since the beginning. So uh, you had to win like to get to the final seven knock stages. Yeah, uh, we start and you see it too far. Like you start playing and okay, yeah, we won, but you never know. You never These know. These are home and away too. Home right? and away. Okay. Home and away. Home and away. And you start thinking about, okay, there's a long way. And then you just, on the blink of an eye, I remember because they, they, they put the cup uh, for an exhibition in Bogota. Mm. But it was like, I don't know, what, second knockout round. It's still a long way. So I talked to one of my best friends. We were walking in the field and we saw the cup. And I told him, like, look at that. Can you imagine? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Ooh. we were like, eh, let's let's play. Come on. Yeah. When we were in the semifinal, <laughs> we were like, oh my god, like you you can't tell, but but you you just go go. And when we arrived to the quarterfinals against Independiente of Argentina, which is a giant, mm -hmm. uh, at that moment we we thought, okay. We can maybe have a shot at yeah. this. Yeah, we got Luke another special arrived. guest on in studio. <laughs> a cameo. That's how you call, right? What's up, mate? What's up, Aaron? I on, think man? he's jealous because he was one of the guys yeah. we interviewed. How you doing, brother? Good to see you. He heard, he heard that Max was offering free pints oh, immediately. That's, yeah. that's what it is. He sent me a message like, "Oh, yeah. is this free beer? Oh, okay, I'm going." <laughs> and yet, oh, Owen fails to point out it's the first round. But yeah, I, I got you a beer. I got you a beer. <laughs> I appreciate it, Greg. Thank you for coming. Yeah, we'll call you in right now in a few minutes. We got some questions for you as well. I get to see Greg Hurst here. You never know what's gonna happen to PHNX Rising uh, Show. Right? So, so good to see you, it's Greg. It's probably a nice surprise him popping up behind my shoulder and then saw all those other. That's true. That <laughs> That scary. Yeah, same great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm just kidding. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, going back to the, to the Copa Sudamericana, it was, yeah, it was, an imp and for me as a Venezuelan, I was the first Venezuelan who can actually won the cup. Wow. So, it was, it was pretty big mm -hmm. deal for me. Yeah. And, and by the end of the year, there's a, a newspaper in Uruguay who is El País. Mm. They did, they 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 do this um, survey, and and they uh, ask like 400 journalists in South America, mm -hmm. and they have to put together the All Star uh, team of the Best year 11, yeah. mm -hmm. of South America. Wow! And I and I in that year I, I I got in and I was the first Venezuelan who got in. So 
that that is a Amazing. really high note. That 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 year was insanely yeah. good for me. It was, uh, I mean, it was my best year. Amazing. Oh. Well, let's stick on the South American theme, but look at one of your other clubs. Of course, you went on loan to Chapecoense, yeah. didn't you? After the, after the crash, after the plane crash, and everything that happened there. From your perspective, what was that like going there with the atmosphere and everything around that? It was it was one of the most difficult years for me personally, but one of the most fulfilling because mm-hmm. I remember when the crash happens. I was in Brazil, uh, so the news hit yep. Brazil really quick. Uh, I was driving Olivia, my 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 daughter, to the to the pre K. And I remember reading it at the cell phone and I just stood at the light. I was at a light and people were like Like honking uh, honking. Mm -hmm. and I I couldn't move. It was it was really I I felt that, you know, because that that's our lifestyle. Like every weekend you go in a plane every 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 once in a while you have this long trip in South America. So I was like, (sighs) Man, this is hard. This this could happen to me yeah. and my wife. The same. She cried like for three days. Yeah. Uh, so and and when I was in international uh, on the plane, there was some academy kids mm. from international that used to play in Chapecoense. So at the club, also, it it got really really sad. You know, when I get to the to the training facility, everybody was really sad. Uh, so. When in April I received the call from the new general manager who was rebuilding mm-hmm. the whole team because it was only four players yeah. when the crash happened, uh, I wasn't I wasn't really being considered by the new coach in the international. So I said, "Listen, maybe maybe this is a way to to play, but also to help this. I mean, this amazing team that." Mm-hmm went through this yeah. uh, and it was unbelievable we we get together from all the teams in Brazil because a lot of players go on loan that year um, and being there in the in the locker room when when last year you, you've seen the videos of the team chanting and celebrating yeah. every every phase they went in the Copa Sudamericana mm-hmm. uh, it was really powerful it was really powerful and we ended up doing the main objective was uh, uh, avoid relegation mm-hmm. that year yeah. for the club for economic things yeah. for legacy things uh, and we not only avoid that we ended up doing the best tournament in the history of the club the wow. best uh, league yeah we qualified for for Libertadores for the first time for the club, so it was. There were some bad moments mm-hmm. where we we start like this, and then we hit the plateau and, and start going down a little bit at the middle of the season. And the fans, it was hard because they remind us the yeah. people who who were in the accident, like yeah, yeah they were better than you, and oh, wow. and you can respond to that. In in other situation, yeah. you respond. If they compare you to any player, you can respond. But when they compare you to that's low, something yeah. like that, so yeah. so it was a tough moment. The group managed to get out of that and yeah. ended up in a high note. But yeah. it was it was really good to to be part of that year when all the world has the attention mm-hmm. 
to the team to see what what we can achieve. You know? While you were there, were you able to meet any? There yeah. were some survivors. Yeah, from the yeah. Crash. We, did, did they come around? Uh, Neto, uh, Alan, and 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 the goalkeeper and the goalie that the lost, uh, lost his, his leg. His yeah. leg. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackson, uh, amazing people. Yeah. Amazing people. Uh, they. It, it was impressive to talk to them. To when they share their 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 process of the of the accident. Uh, I learned so much. I learned so much mm-hmm. about life, about, I was dealing with some things myself, uh, some professional things myself, that I was being too hard on me. And when I listened to that stories, I was like, come yeah. on, this is, this it is only a sport. It puts it in perspective. Yeah, man. totally. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be uh, sad because I'm not performing and, and, and not enjoying my vacation with my daughters. Come on, these people just die you know it, yeah. it it really put me in perspective and and it helped me a lot of my process that i was going Got it. wow amazing amazing uh so after your spell with the uh chapacuense you got the call once again from santa fe to, yeah. to return to colombia santa fe was like the love that never goes away you know that <laughs> girlfriend that never goes away yeah it was like that it was like that <laughs> but yeah when i wasn't doing so well in Brazil, uh, they called me back again, and and I think for f- my family moment, it was a good moment to go back. Um, Bianca was on the way, so I needed to. I wanted to give Paul and and, and the kids some uh, some base, you know, to stay. And 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 I signed a, a three-year contract, so I was I was I was I was prioritizing that for my family. Um, and, and in those three years, well, we had the COVID thing. Uh, we passed a very bad uh, series of results in the, in the club. Almost like we passed here, that we stay like two months without winning, something like that. Uh, it was hard. After COVID, we reached the final. And I thought I, I was never going to be close to win another champion. Yeah. In, in Santa Fe so I was really excited that was before I came uh, before that, that year I, I broke my I turned my ACL mm. my right ACL it was really hard yeah. I was already a veteran with a lot of year, years on my back and mm. on my back and, and it was a tough rec- uh, recovery but I ended up recovering and being important in that uh, tournament we, we played the final against America and we lost mm. by a goal and I've lost a lot of finals in my career, yeah. and I've I've never cried because I understand that this is a game. Mm-hmm. You have chances. The other team also wants to win, mm-hmm. but that final, I remember. I remember call Paula. She was she was here, I think, uh, and I just cried so yeah. much, so much because I knew it was my last mm-hmm. time with Santa Fe. Yeah, and and yeah, that's that was my last stage. Uh, and that's when I, I always realized that you as a player are an asset. And as an asset, you are valuable until you yeah. give something yeah. in return. But I, I thought because everything I've been th- through in Santa Fe and everything I've like mm-hmm. sacrificed in a mm-hmm. way in Santa Fe, I thought they were going to maybe let me stay more. Yeah. And that didn't happen. And wow. that, was a, that was a tough 
Is that uh, when it really hit you? Like, hey, you know, this is a business. Yeah. You know, is this that's yeah, the first time? Like, like I said, what? I knew. Yeah. I knew I've been doing this since I'm, I'm mm-hmm. a kid. I'm, I know that this is a business, but but having from Santa Fe, mm-hmm. it was it was yeah. a really tough pill to to swallow, you know. But yeah, that's that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean that's it's quite the transition going from playing in that final having all the experience especially with the club the girl you know the girlfriend that's always there that love that's never lost and then you go to you know you go to oh hello yeah i, I saw you coming around the corner as well. <laughs> nice uh, i'm used to your charade buddy. um no but you know you then have that transition where you go to rising and it's your first time you know playing in america for a club like this what did you what was your mindset going in because you know you're wanting to compete you know that, hey, I still got it. I still am a very valuable asset to this team. But at the same time, you know, USL can historically be a bit of a younger league. Yeah. You definitely have a lot of experience that a lot of the younger guys in the locker room can really val- value from. What was your mindset? How do you balance all that going into a season where just coming off of the, the highs and lows of what happened the year before? I came with, I think I left my ego in Colombia. And that was a, a huge step. For me at that moment, mm-hmm. I remember Juan, he was an assistant at that moment and he called me. Juan knew my career, knew, yeah. you know, my experience, but he told me, like, listen, they want to see you. Like, they want to do a trial. And I was, and, and he was like a little embarrassed mm-hmm. about telling me this, but I was like, listen, what the heck, you know? I, I've never been in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I, must, I might have, you know, get to know the city yeah being there for a couple of weeks i was also in that transition to okay should i stop should i keep going mm-hmm. uh paula the saying say listen go you you don't have nothing to lose maybe you don't want to stay maybe you decide that you don't want to play so i came with you know I, I i don't need to show my rings i don't need to do that and and i remember john the first guy i step on the uh, when i enter the the club was young was yeah. there and then after a week or two he he told me like i thought you were a tryout kid like i, I didn't know you look young is that it yeah. <laughs> also that. Uh, but, but i think it was it was really nurturing how do you say it nurturing yeah nurturing yeah. for okay. me it was it was really nurturing for me because mm-hmm. you know I, I wanted to prove myself on the field mm. usually when you are all and you are a veteran, you, 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 you don't try as much to do that because you have all the things you have done in your past. But on, in this case, I was, it was a challenge. Yeah. Actually, it was a really good challenge for me. Like, okay, I want to see, see what they think when they see me on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and from that day, I, I tried to enter the locker room being respectful of the hierarchies, being respectful of the guys who had more years in the club mm-hmm. and trying to little by little just show them that I, I, I could say something. I, I could mm-hmm. say something to maybe Arturo. I remember was one of the first guys I, I tried to pass a tip. I saw it in a training. He was, he was not controlling maybe the right way. And I told him, listen, maybe if you've changed like this, and he was like, "Oh yeah, maybe that's right." And from that moment on, yeah. uh, it was it was really good. Of course, you always have that competitive guy inside you, and I always wanted to play, 
and this year was the same. Uh, but I think uh, this year helped me uh, to re-engage to that amateur part of myself mm. when I was a young kid, you know? Gotcha. I mean, no, this year, of course, was a tough year. Yeah. Um, not necessarily the best year to hang up the boots at the end of. You don't get the fairy tale finish with the trophy yeah. lifting. But how important do you think your role was off the field as one of the more experienced players compared to some of the younger guys on the team? I think it was good. Me and, and, and the other grown-ups in the, in the locker room, if you can say it like that, uh, we tried to keep everything together. Yeah. through the tough moments because in the tough moment it's when you have a lot of young guys everybody's going different directions mm -hmm. so I think Darnell in that sense made a huge role play a huge part of being the captain and you know we are in the storm we have to stick together yeah. and that's it uh, it was a hard uh, year I know I, it was a hard year for the fans as well who were not used to yeah. a, a season like that and, and I use this space to to say to them that we know that, I know that and, and we never took that for, for granted so uh, it was hard for them it was also hard for for the group, it was not easy I know here in the USA uh, like I said you can separate your work than your uh, from your life mm -hmm. but i know it was tough and and, and the group uh, wasn't happy about what was going to happen what was going how do you say it sorry my english uh what was going what we were going through mm -hmm. the year um but uh at the end i think you have to use these moments to reflect on the things you have done in the past mm -hmm. uh, and not only on the field also off the field I think this is a good moment to maybe okay what do we need to do to keep the pace of the guys that are on the top okay yeah. are we still growing every year to year uh, what do we need to do and I think this is this is a, a bottom and, and now it's gonna be uh, high yeah. The, yeah. the next year it has to be uh, a different a different image of the way the the coaching staff uh, develops the tactical systems and everything that surround the the play and also from the uh, from the office front office part as well mm -hmm. and aspire to win the the thing that you want to win that is the championship at the end yeah mm -hmm. i mean Going through a tough season, you got really close to your teammates. You can see every day, you know, people, some people are growing leaps and bounds in their career, especially if they're young in their career, just starting off. Who are, you know, maybe a player or two of your teammates last year that you really thought, man, like they improved so much that they really had like a, something to look forward to next season that you just saw something in them and that you can see that they brought it every day into training? I think the group was amazing. Every 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 player uh, knew that they have to put something extra, uh, and and I like that. I like that. Uh, you have to lead by example, and that is my motto. That is the thing that I have always tried to put on my career, and I was always every day uh, one of the first guys 
Aiden was always the first. I could never beat that guy. <laughs> never beat that guy. He was so, so early. Uh, but when you have this type of veterans on your team, the young men have to keep up. They have to be. I mean, yeah. in a training, in a practice, if the young guys are not the one who are putting the most numbers on the GPS, yep. something is wrong. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I think the young kids try to keep up, and that's, that's a good thing. I think Arturo have uh, a lot of potentials. He struggled this year with uh, the injury and not being able to maybe put the numbers that he put the last season. Uh, but I think he, he, was, he was really, really consistent in training. And I always talk to him. He has a future ahead of him. And, and also, I want to I wanna talk about Ryan Flood. Ryan Flood is one of the most technically guys I've seen. It's hard to find lefties. Yeah. It's really hard to find yeah. lefties. And, and I think Ryan is a natural. He's a guy who's, who's, who wants to put the extra work. Uh, and this year wasn't wasn't easy for him and I remember when he scored the goal out of, out of Paso he was he was not playing mm -hmm. and Juan opened the space and, and, and if he through that month or two that he didn't play if he didn't train the way he was supposed to train he would have entered El Paso and, and not yeah. done nothing yeah. but because he trained and he prepared himself for mm -hmm. that situation he was able to you know, take advantage of the of the yeah. of the opportunity. Yeah, we were there in El Paso when when he scored that goal, and we were all rooting for him. You know, because yeah. he had been going through a spell of not playing, and then he comes on, boom, banger! Like he and that confidence I know within him just shot up. No, and the next game it was such a uh, a year for Ryan. Next game, yep. he started yeah. mm -hmm. against RGB, mm -hmm. and he did an amazing game, yeah. an amazing game, yeah. and he had the misfortune injury, yeah. of the injury and. Yeah. That was we it saw him. he was exhausted. He was going up and down. We we noticed Amazing. that as, as well. It's like well, you know he needs to be on the field. You know, so yeah, it's tough to see. And hopefully he can uh, come back next year and, and perform as he does. So, all right, y'all, let's take a quick break and talk about our friends at DraftKings. If you guys haven't yet, make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And when you do, uh, make sure to use the promo code PHNX. Right now, new customers can bet five dollars on any NBA money line. Uh, bet and get $200 if your team wins. And you can also boost your winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. So, again, guys, make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. You watch a little baloncesto here and there? Yeah, yeah. I love basketball. The Suns, right? Okay, okay. Yeah, because with the Padres, you might be giving the wrong, <laughs> wrong idea here. So we're not sure. We're not sure. No, no, I love basketball. I think it's an amazing sport to watch live. Yeah. I mean, it's such a boom, 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 mm -hmm. and, and I enjoy it a lot. I saw, um, I think it was Steve, I think it was Steve Kerr, the, the Warriors head coach. And I, you know, we don't talk about Warriors yeah, after, exactly. after last <laughs> No, but it was, he did make a comment, I think it was a couple weeks ago. He said that um, every, every basketball player should start out in some part of their career playing on the pitch, playing soccer, because it really helps with the movement. It helps with the touches and tight spaces. And I was like, mm -hmm. I've never heard something like that. That's it, But it yeah, actually kind of makes a lot of sense, like the movements and just the, the tactical yeah. wherewithal. Totally, huh. yeah. totally. And I think the other, other, the other side, like as a soccer player, you should play basketball because mm. it helps mm. you to think faster. You have to be quicker tight spaces and yeah. i think 
who was a basketball player who played uh, Steve Nash, I think. Yeah, he, 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 yeah he played big His soccer. Really good player. Canada, yeah. he, he doesn't. He doesn't uh, own, uh, part own Mallorca. Mallorca with Stu Holden. He used to be the general manager for a while, and and I think he's hacker, and that's why Guardiola takes a lot of things of, of, yeah. of Phil Jackson mm -hmm. and there's a lot of similarities and yeah, and yeah that's why I love I know basketball. Clay Thompson I know we don't like him right now <laughs> but he made the comment too he's like hey when we play the Warriors play we feel like we're playing Tiki Taka like Barcelona because everybody already knows where to go and where the pass is going and they have that fluid system already uh, and that's why they're successful because they're so in sync with each other so yeah, great stuff. Great, great cross crossover there with the two sports. Yeah, so. this uh, just just is a pro Suns podcast, not a pro Warriors podcast. We'll just put that out <laughs> into the Suns ether, so no one's mad at us. Yeah, go Booker, go Booker. Oh man. Well, yeah. Well, let's let's move on a little bit here. You know, we're gonna have to ask you this question. You posted this week about the coaching uh, yeah. work that you were doing. Yeah. So, what's the next step now? Well, the next step is to prepare myself. It's to study. It's to be humble enough to know that my experience is only gonna get value in the in 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 the same level as I prepare myself. If I think I've played this for 19 years, I know lockers, I know the field, I don't need to prepare. I'm, I'm not gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm, I'm not gonna be successful. So my first steps right now is to end my license. I already have my A license of Comebol. Uh, I'm doing the uh, B Pro right now, uh, which I'm enjoying a lot. Mm -hmm. I think the American way of structure, the whole thing helps a lot. It's it's been it's been really cool. Next Tuesday, I'm traveling to Kansas for the first uh, in-person meeting, okay. so it's gonna be good. There's a lot of still active players of the USL, uh, ones of the MLS, so. Uh, that is my roadmap. I mean, I've talked to Juan, of course. Uh, we share the same vision. We share the same work ethics. We share the same taste for how you should play the game. Uh, I think I, sh I, I could be an amazing asset for Juan, and he knows that. Mm. And I think I can learn for them from them a lot. But unfortunately, Right now, there's there's no no spot open, and, and and we just have to wait and see. For now, I'm just chilling my retirement, studying, yeah. uh, focusing on my kids, uh, doing hikes on the weekend, uh, playing tennis, you know. <laughs> uh, but of course, I would love to come back. I, that that is that is there's no doubt about that. But there's some things that have to happen that maybe could happen. Or maybe not, and and and, and that's that's the reality. Yeah, it's 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 uh, kind of funny in a way that you know Juan was here last week speaking with us or at the studios, and he was talking about you know his his last year in Indy, where his coach said, "Hey, Juan, I know you have what it takes. I want you to come back and be a, a coach for me." Uh, it's it's amazing that now you're in that situation yeah. under Juan, and you know I know you said that there's not a spot, but I think every you know I speak for all the fans. It'd be amazing to have you in any capacity. Uh, with Phoenix Rising. I talked to Juan. I talked to Juan yeah. uh, maybe five months ago uh, because this is this is my decision wasn't just oh I woke up I'm retiring. Mm -hmm. This you have to process that yeah. uh, and 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 I knew Juan went to that process 
and and I talked to him and he said to me, listen, if you want to stop playing where you when you feel you have to stop playing, you're going to play until you're 41. <laughs> you're going to be like Tom Brady. You're like because, 45, 46. Yeah, <laughs> because, because you are a professional, because you take care of your body, mm-hmm. because you prioritize, you know, being good shape physically, mentally. So you are competitive. So if you want to stop when you cannot play, you have still have more, mm-hmm. four more years to go. Now, if you want to prioritize what's the next step and what's your next career, I think if you have the opportunity, you should take that. And and, and when I f- finally decided, I, I did that. I mean, I prioritized my starting career because in four years, I'm going to be 40. I'm going to be still still young Mm -hmm. but I gained four years of preparing myself of you know grabbing assistant head coach uh, positions and 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 traveling I I would love to travel and try to go to these teams that I've played Brazil Argentina Belgium Mm -hmm. and 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 try to gather as much things that I could grab uh, before I become a fully head coach. You know? yeah. Well, I know people were already kind of floating around the idea of you being the head coach of uh, Santa Fe. Was, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah. what I've been seeing on Twitter and stuff <laughs> like that. So, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you'll get there, you know, uh, with uh, your continued work. So, uh, fantastic stuff here, uh, Luis. Thank you so much again for being here. Yeah. Uh, last quick break here. We want to talk about our, uh, about our friends at OGs. If you guys haven't yet, make sure to check them out. OGsBrands.com. Pick up. They're, uh, they got their new sleep edition gummies. So if you guys need a little bit of rest, make sure to pop one in before you guys go to bed. And I, I, I'm always slacking with it. I'm, I'm going to do it soon. I'm always a little bad with the, with the OGs. But you guys can uh, not be like me and go to OGsBrands.com and purchase your very own OGs. And you can also purchase their products at your local dispensary. I, I also want to shout out Hertz Donuts, who provided um, our, our group with some nice donuts. And I don't know, man, OGs with some Hertz Donuts. That's a, it's a pretty nice <laughs> combo, combo right combo, there. Yeah, but sure. yeah, shout out, shout out everyone who uh, helps us out and makes this show happen. Appreciate you. Yeah, 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 for sure. Shout out to them. All right. You guys uh, want to end the show with some rapid fire? Let's I don't go. know if you watched our show last week, but we did some quick <laughs> I think questions. not complete. Not complete. At yeah. the end, we did some rapid, rapid okay. fire questions. You just let us know the first thing okay. that comes to your mind, Let's and we'll, we'll be good. Owen, do you want to start us off? No, you guys start us off. Cool. You want to start? Okay. You guys start us What's off. your favorite spot in Phoenix? It could be, you know, hiking or food, whatever. What's your favorite spot in Phoenix? Taco Cello. Taco Cello. Downtown. Downtown. Yeah. What's your oh. favorite taco from there? Uh... Carnitas. Carnitas? Okay. It's amazing. It's an amazing yeah. place. Yeah. It's a really good vibe there. Okay, I'm going nice. to stick with the food the th- food theme. Favorite home-cooked meal? Uh, arepa. It's a Venezuelan dish. I don't know if you heard. Oh, yeah. Are there a specific okay. arepa or just mm. the cheese ones? Because those are the ones I've had. Well, my wife, Reina Pepeada, which mm. is like lettuce, uh, avocado, Ooh. chicken, mayonnaise. is. Mm. Top notch. Sounds like a good meal. <laughs> What's your favorite goal you scored in your career? Oh, Miami. Oh, my career. Okay. Well, I thought this year. This no. year, Miami, <laughs> for sure. Uh, my career. Oh, my God. I, I scored uh, a rebound from a PK, uh, which it wasn't the beautiful goal, but the meaning of the goal was impressive uh, because we ended up going to the final with that goal, then winning, then 
going to Copa Sudamericana. So like it leads to something amazing. Uh, and my first goal with the national team. Yeah, that was a good goal. But with Rising, you're saying the Miami goal. This Miami, year. Yeah, it was on sure. Sports Center. Made, yeah, yeah it was I know. Crazy. I know. <laughs> I hope on the year of my retire, I don't know, the USL give me something with that goal. <laughs> come on, come on, guys. It should have won goal of the year. <laughs> Quick question about that because it looked this season like every time you had a chance, just with that left foot, you were just you know hitting it. And in the last game too, it seemed like your teammates were just saying, <laughs> yeah, yeah. "Go and get the ball." You're yeah. Go and hit it. I remember when I. The, the the second time I, I went to Brazil from Santa Fe, they made this huge uh, say goodbye game for mm -hmm. me. But it was an official game, so it was like organic. Mm -hmm. Like the people just go to the stadium, and and every <laughs> every teammate passed me the ball, and I shoot from everywhere and all the stadium. <laughs> you can feel like the, the oh come on come on put it in. And when I did score that game it was insane <laughs> like it was an explosion I, that's and, how we were in the last and game and in yeah. the last game i felt the same i i aiden passed me the ball santi was always looking for me uh but well I, my my left foot that day wasn't that caliber but <laughs> but at least i have the seat for for gabby which is an amazing player i hope he can return because he's really good but but yeah the last game was like that everybody was passing the ball to me Fantastic. Uh, do you play FIFA? You get on the sticks? Yeah, the but there's, or Xbox? Yeah, yeah, with my brother. Uh, but it's been like two years since I, okay. I don't play. Who's Daughters. Yeah, you know. a lot of responsibilities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, um, from your uh, this rising team this past year, who would be someone, like, if you can play them one-on-one, -on -one, whether it whether it's FIFA or in real life, like, just maybe a little, like, hey, let me see if I can dribble past you. Who's that person for you? Uh... I'm gonna say my man Darnell. Yeah, yeah, because he's a, he's really tough. It, but when you pass it, that I mean, I don't want to go easy. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say I don't know a striker who yeah. are not used to. Yeah. You know, I wanna I wanna face the the best one. So Darnell for me. Nice. Who's the toughest player you've ever come up against in your career? The toughest in a. Like in a technical way or physical way, you can go with the, both if you want. <laughs> well, no, I think Messi, Messi for sure. I mean, you can you can you can see the guy from the stands and you can see the guy on TV, but when you are face to face, like, is he's an alien? He's yeah, <laughs> the best one. Insane, yeah, for sure. Uh, speaking of Messi, Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Head. Although I. I I love Ronaldo and, and, and his, his way, his mindset, but Messi is just more natural. Yeah. I mean, he's, if, for who love the game, mm -hmm. for me, Messi, Messi is the best. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, I got the last one then. We're talking about World Cup. He's already verbally, he's made a verbal commitment that he's going to be there at yeah, some of these I watch parties. Who do you have winning? Argentina. Wow. I'm rooting for South America. Yeah. Okay. It's I'm rooting for South America. It's, it's Messi goes out with a bang. Yeah. Last, last right? World Cup, he's winning and it last all. World Cup. Yeah, okay. I want the debate to end. And if Messi wins the World Cup, I think the debate... Greatest of all time. I mean, that that second uh, Mexico... Uh, the Mexico second Mexico group stage game, the Saturday... Yeah. Um, 
where it's Mexico versus Argentina, that's going to be, be insane, insane here. Yeah, it's going to be that's good. A good. That's a great I mean, pick, though. That's a great I mean, pick. yeah, it's going to be tough. It's yeah. going to be tough. World Cup is a different thing than Copa America, mm -hmm. than qualifiers. Mm -hmm. But I think he he and an Argentina team come to the – they're going to get there in a great momentum. Yeah. So let's see. Let's see what happens. And I hope it's a South American team. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. All right. Luis, thank you so much for no, joining us you. today. No, really you. blessed to have Sorry you Sorry for my English if I got stuck no, a little bit. No, that's fantastic. <laughs> my wife is going to laugh, I know. My, uh, my friends always make fun of me because once I have a few, I start speaking Spanish. <laughs> okay. That's how it happens. So, yeah, no, but thank you so much for being here. Max, Owen, great questions. And everybody here at, at Four Peaks, yeah. thank you so much for having us. And uh, we will be back next week for another show. Again, thank you so much. Yes, sir. Cheers. Last, one last cheers. cheers. Cheers, Jeff. Cheers. Thank you, guys. Thank you cheers. so much. Until next time, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.